Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special post-federal budget edition of Tim's News Explosion on this Thursday, the 31st of March, 2022. It's April Fool's Day tomorrow. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube, DLive, and Odyssey channels, as well as on the interactive Entropy software, where you can ask me a direct question. Hello to all my regulars in the chat, uh, Colin, uh, Snavnik, uh, great to see you there. It is 8.30pm here in Melbourne, Victoria, where last night it was uh, the uh, memorial service uh, for Australian cricket legend uh, Shane Warne, who of course uh, a few weeks back now tragically died at the, the age of 52 of a suspected sudden heart, heart attack in, in Thailand. Uh, so at uh, the memorial, the uh, renaming of the, the Southern Stand in his honour uh, was uh, officially, it was officially unveiled, the, the renaming of the, the, the stand. Uh, the memorial was emceed by Eddie Maguire and had uh, live uh, eulogies by his uh, family and personal and celebrity uh, friends, which I thought uh, was it was very well uh, presented at the ground. But I wasn't a fan personally of the, the video messages from celebrities like Kylie Minogue and Hugh Jackman. It sort of gave me this is your life vibes. You remember that show, except in this situation, uh, the person who's life it was about is, has tragically passed. Uh, and there are also the... Uh, because it was promoted that Elton John, Ed Sheeran and Robbie Williams were going to perform, but it was all uh, video. It was all videoed in the performances. So it wasn't really a, a live live performance at the memorial. It doesn't have the same specialness. Uh, also during the memorial service, another great Australian died, uh, Ernie Carroll, who was uh, Aussie Ostrich on uh, Hey Hey at Saturday. Uh, Ernie was aged 92, uh, so he had a had a good uh, innings, and obviously uh, for the the first 20 years of 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 Hey Hey, uh, he was uh, one part of the 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 duo that made the show uh, with uh, host uh, Daryl Summers. So uh, a, a a death of a another uh, icon, but it was a a life that was uh, well lived. Uh, at uh, Warney's memorial service, uh, Dan Andrews couldn't attend because he contracted uh, COVID uh, despite being uh, triple vaccinated and super careful. Neither could uh, the sports minister of Victoria, Martin Bacula. He also had COVID on the uh, the day of uh, the memorial. And also the leader of the Victorian Greens, Samantha Ratnam, also 
uh, has COVID, obviously, despite being triple vaccinated and being really careful. I'm not sure if she's triple vaccinated, but obviously to sit in parliament, you've got to be at least a double dose. Uh, uh, Samantha Ratnam, she recently was at the, the kids' climate strike, so that could be a huge super spreader event, despite all of them uh, wearing masks. And uh, opposition leader Matthew Guy is uh, in isolation because one of his sons has COVID. So all three leaders of the uh, Victorian major political parties are all out either with COVID or uh, or, or in isolation. And we're probably better that uh, there is less politicians active meddling our lives. I mean, it was absolute bliss uh, for the three months last year uh, when uh, Dan had his uh, stair fall. Obviously, it wasn't bliss for him. It was very painful, but it was great just not having him around. Uh, Scott Morrison uh, was uh, present at the memorial and uh, got booed. Uh, apparently, he forgot uh, that he was attending uh, since he previously agreed to an interview with Lee Sales uh, that night because it's the night after the, the federal uh, budget. So apparently, he double booked and forgot that he had to travel to, to Melbourne and couldn't go into the studio in Sydney with Lee Sales. I'm sure it had nothing to do with uh, outgoing Liberal Senator Conchetta Ferravanti Wells unloading on his character after uh, she uh, was uh, dumped from a winnable position on the the New South Wales uh, Senate uh, coalition uh, ticket. Uh, there was a uh, there was a vote of uh, delegates and on the uh, on the coalition uh, ticket the the second position goes to the nationals uh foreign minister maurice payne got number one uh jim molan got number three for the liberals and she was relegated to number four she's been in the senate uh, for 17 years uh she is a through and through uh social uh conservative she's a a woman of of high uh conservative principles and and values and uh, i'll play a segment of her speech where she the full 10 minutes has been uh widely published uh online where she where she basically accuses uh, scott morrison of being a fake christian fake conservative and uh, also uh delves into uh the circumstances he got pre-selection uh for cook and uh, uh the Liberal candidate who was initially won pre-selection uh, was uh, was was forced out. That's when Morrison was put in, and uh, Conchita uh, Ferravanti Wells basically hinted that he was uh, 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 he he played the race card in that uh, process because uh, the uh, the initial winner was Lebanese, and uh, she claimed that Morrison allegedly said we can't have a Lebanese person a person of Lebanese descent uh, in the seat of Cook because it was eighteen months after the Cronulla riots, but. Uh, I'll play uh, some of her 10-minute speech and also afterwards uh, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson concurring and outgoing former uh, country Liberal Party uh, Senator Sam McMahon concurring. This government... He is adept at running with the foxes and hunting with the hounds, lacking the moral compass and having no conscience. His actions conflict with his portrayal as a man of faith. He has used his so-called faith as a marketing advantage. It is his way or the highway, an autocrat, a bully who has no moral compass. 
there is a putrid stench of corruption emanating from the New South Wales division of the Liberal Party. And I look forward to the day when Hawke will be required to give evidence under oath to explain his corrupt conduct. In my public life, I have met ruthless people. Morrison tops the list, followed closely by Hawke. Morrison is not fit to be Prime Minister, and Hawke certainly is not fit to be a minister. They have lost faith in the party. They want to leave. They don't like Morrison and they don't trust him. They continue to despair at our prospects at the next federal election and they blame Morrison for this. Our members do not want to help in the upcoming election. The fallout from this bitter factional brawl over New South Wales pre-selections comes in many forms. As the senator said, it poses problems of rank-and-file manpower on the ground during the looming election campaign. It means the government still has to nominate candidates in some seats, meaning it will be difficult to call an election for at least some days. And, of course, it derailed the budget sales task as the PM found himself fending off questions about this attack, which he suggested were simply bitterness on the senator's part over being dumped from a safe spot on the New South Wales Senate ticket. But Scott Morrison's day was about to get even worse. He is a bully, and I back the senator up completely with that. He is a bully because I have experienced it myself. He's a man, you do it my way or there's no way. It seems it's not a man thing, a faction thing, a party thing, but it certainly can be a political thing. I think of the premature death of my colleague Kimberly Kitching and one thing that haunts me is that so easily could have been me. We can honour her memory by not making this a political issue, but by fixing it. So politics is a better place, particularly for women. Now, it was only Sam McMahon at the end who, well, you could argue, played the, the gender card. Uh, I noticed that uh, Margot, my uh, producer, in the, the comments uh, said that uh, the patriarchy and toxic masculinity uh, is a, a real problem and asks where are all the, the real men. Uh, Sam McMahon, she lost uh, country Liberal Party pre-selection uh, for the Senate in the, the Northern Territory last year uh, to uh, Indigenous uh, conservative activist Jacinta Price, and it was a really uh, bitter pre-selection uh, fight. And in the, the lead-up, uh, she was accused of being maggoted or drunk uh, in a late-night parliamentary sitting. Uh, this is from the Daily Mail footage shows they're walking unsteadily and being spoken to by colleagues before leaving but and gives an alternative uh, explanation. She denies the claims and said she was not coping with some sad uh, personal uh, news. But uh, what all three of these uh, female senators uh, had in common is that uh, they all voted uh, to... Uh, repeal uh, the vaccine mandates and passports. Obviously, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson, uh, it was her and Malcolm Roberts' uh, private members' bill before the Senate. And there were five coalition senators who crossed the floor to support it Sam McMahon, Conchetta, Faravinti Wells, a Jared Rennick, Alex Antic and uh, Matt Canavan, they all voted in support. And 
you've heard Scott Morrison again. This is uh, why what uh, Conchetta Fioravanti Wells said uh, about his character uh, was so devastating because you have Scott Morrison say, I've never supported uh, vaccine mandates and, and passports. That's all the, the states. I have nothing to do with it. And we have a completely uh, voluntary vaccination program. I mean, he still pushes that uh, crap. Uh, but you saw in that uh, it was what I put together was an edit of uh, the ABC uh, 7:30. Uh, they they ran that uh, ran that uh, story in place of uh, Scott Morrison's uh, scheduled interview. There, of course, if you ca if you cancel at the last minute because of a certain reason, they're going to do a story on that reason there. Uh, but. Uh, what uh, the the full uh, the, the the full speech of Conchetta Ferravanti Wells uh, went into is that uh, pre-selections in New South Wales uh, for the the Liberal Party have been stalled for a year uh, because uh, Scott Morrison's well you could say proxy man on the New South Wales State Executive Alex Hawke has uh, prevented uh, plebiscites uh, for pre-selections. For pre and she alleges that this is because Alex Hawke would knew, knows that he would lose a member's ballot in his seat of, of Mitchell. And so what's happened, because it's uh, all last minute, is that a, a Scott Morrison and Dominic Perrottet uh, they want a federal intervention to install uh, candidates, uh, for them to pick candidates, the local members not have a say. And uh, this was going to go to the, the High Court. And Scott Morrison was even going to use the Commonwealth Solicitor General uh, to, uh, in this internal Liberal Party uh, dispute, which is, this is pretty outrageous uh, from uh, Morrison. Uh, Connie, uh, Connie Cheravanti Wells also had a whack at uh, Dominic Perrottet. She also had a whack at the, the Hillsong Church uh, as well. She, she it was a what would you call a a political bitch slapping of of Morrison. And also on the same day, the uh, High Court refused to hear the challenges to the federal Labor intervention in the Victorian branch. They still haven't, in Victoria, sorted out uh, their uh, Senate uh, pre-selection. So the federal election will probably not be called this weekend uh, because both Liberal and Labor still, have, still haven't decided who their candidates are, which... And this is why so many people are, dis are disillusioned with the, the the major parties, and uh, they're looking at alternatives such as uh, Pauline Hanson's One Nation, the United Australia Party, the Great Australian Party, the Liberal uh, Democrats, and uh, all of this, of course, uh, this uh, uh, political factional. A major party drama overset uh, the federal budget on Tuesday night, but it was basically, uh, to, to summarise, an attempt in an election year by the Morrison government to, to buy people's votes. Uh, they're hoping that the bribe is right, that uh, when voters get, get to the ballot box, they'll re-elect them for another three years and uh, so it was called the, what is it, uh, Helping Australians with the Cost of Living. This was the, the bribe uh, section here. So there was a new uh, 420 cost of living tax offset for 10 million uh, Australians. So I don't know why they picked the, uh, the, the offset number uh, 420 
um, I don't know, were they high uh, when they decided uh, 420 would be the, the best uh, uh, be- best uh, number there for the budget bottom line? Uh, so they they claim that uh, eligible low and middle income earners will receive up to 1500 for a single income household, 3000 for dual income. And also uh, there is the... Uh, the tax exempt $250 payment uh, for 6 million uh, Australians, including pensioners, uh, welfare recipients, ve- uh, veterans, and eligible concession hard holders, uh, holders. And then, of course, there is the temporary fuel excise relief. Uh, so it is uh, reducing the fuel, uh, fuel excise to 50% for six months. This will see excise and petrol cut from 44 uh, 0.2 cents per litre to 22.1 uh, cents per litre. Uh, so it'll be for six months. So of course, uh, petrol prices will go back up after the election, uh, when uh, after the, the voters have, have passed their judgment and when they can't pass their judgment again for another uh, two, uh, two and a half years. Where's Waldo says, you should play Malcolm Roberts speaking in the Senate on his Facebook page. He is stirring the pot. Yes. I'd love to uh, play that. I'd also love to play Alex Antic uh, talking about uh, the the World Economic Forum and also uh, some of George Christensen's uh, valedictory speech. Uh, but we are on uh, YouTube and uh, YouTube doesn't like uh, a lot of those uh, truth bombs there. But uh, I, obviously, I, I mentioned, already mentioned in the Senate, Malcolm Roberts from One Nation and Alex Antic from the South Australian Liberals, both excellent, uh, totally red-peeled, and uh, uh, they're going to be staying in the the Senate. Uh, Pauline Hanson is up for re-election in the Senate, but sadly, George Christensen, reason why it was a valedictory uh, speech, because he is retiring, uh, but he is certainly not going to uh, be uh, silent once he retires from politics. He is planning to, to go back to uh, journalism. He's got his Nation First uh, substack and uh, his uh, videos as, as well. So we'll definitely hear uh, more of him. And uh, in his valedictory speech, he was very scathing on uh, the, the lack of character and conviction. He basically said, more people should be mavericks like me. Uh, this is what politics needs. So yes, uh, the budget, yeah, pretty much uh, all, all about trying to trying to buy people's votes. Albo had his budget uh, reply speech where he went through his uh, usual uh, critiques of the government. They've done nothing for, for nine years and also a big focus on uh, improving aged care standards. Uh, he had a few zingers there. He wants, wants to put the care back in aged care and he's had a policy for uh, 24-7 nurse on call in uh, aged care. He said he wants to put the nurses back in nursing homes. So it reminds me of, what is it, Ned Flanders saying uh, that as principal, he wanted to put uh, the stew back in student. It was those type of zingers. Uh, but Bob Catter, he also uh, did a, a mini budget uh, a budget reply on ABC News uh, 24 and had some interesting, uh, interesting uh, you would say, not just defence uh, policy uh, spending, but self-defence uh, uh, budget spending proposals. Now, I would immediately move to providing a rifle for every single boy and girl too, if they want them, in an armoury in every single school in Australia. And if that sounds extremist, 
That's what Israel does. That's sure. what Finland does. That's what Sweden does. But That's what Switzerland does. What, what would you call compulsory no, service? No, 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 no. All I'm saying is give them a rifle, right? Now, you know, a fortress, missile fortress war, but most important of all, to have a secure fuel supply. Yes, uh, Bob Cutter there uh, advocating for uh, Australian citizens to be, be armed uh, for uh, both uh, well, national defence and uh, uh, self-defence uh, there. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, Australians having uh, firearms to defend themselves, that's very bad and only sovereign citizen uh, far-right extremists do that. But of course, it's okay uh, to uh, for the people of uh, Ukraine uh, to, to, to have weapons and for us to uh, send uh, them weapons to, to fight Russia. And we had uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky uh, addressed the Australian Parliament uh, this evening, and uh, Scott Morrison called him a, a line of democracy, even though uh, Zelensky, and you won't hear much of this in the mainstream media, has nationalised uh, all the, the media in Ukraine and suspended all opposition parties uh, because he uh, wants uh, the nation to speak with uh, one voice. Uh, that's, yeah, that's very uh, free and, and, and democratic. And obviously this week we saw uh, a current affair uh, do a, a classic, uh, one of their classic uh, 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 character hit pieces on the the Aussie Cossack uh, for uh, supporting uh, the uh, Russian uh, military operation, and uh, he uh, Aussie Cossack. Uh, there was he featured also in a follow up uh, interview uh, with uh, the real Rakshan and uh, Avi Yemeni uh, as well. So you can see both. Uh, parts of that as well. But uh, more immediately in our region, uh, we have the, the, the Solomon Islands in the uh, uh, Pacific. Uh, they're going to go ahead and sign this uh, military deal uh, with uh, the uh, Chinese uh, Communist Party, People's Republic of, of China. They're both the same thing, in my opinion. And uh, so... It was uh, leaked online uh, last week, and uh, so this this would allow uh, this uh, what's it called it's a framework agreement between the government of the People's Republic of China and government of Solonines on security op cooperation. Uh, it will open the door for uh, Beijing to supply police weapons and even naval ships in the nation if requested by the uh, Sol Solomon's government. And so this is what the uh, the, the the Prime Minister Manced uh, Severus said, we find it very insulting, Mr. Speaker, to be branded as unfit to manage our sovereign affairs. Uh, so basically saying that uh, for Australia to not want a hostile forces uh, military operations to be not too far from the Australian mainland, it's 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 hurt his uh, feelings and. Uh, we, of course, recall how the United States reacted to missiles in Cuba in 1962. It was a red line. But, uh, yeah, uh, Australia just, yeah, we don't like it. But, you know, that's that, that, that's about it. And, of course, uh, uh, China is able to, to do this with its own uh, foreign aid bribery in the uh, Pacific, and they also do this in Africa. Uh, former New Zealand Dep uh, Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters calls it checkbook uh, diplomacy. Uh, 
uh, Scott Morrison, uh, he, uh, during his uh, uh, praise of Lezinski, gave, uh, gave him another $25 million Australian taxpayer uh, tip for the war in Ukraine. How about uh, spending some of the this, uh, well, it's not really foreign aid in our own Asia-Pacific uh, region, but it's investment in uh, defence. We need to have uh, better special relationships in our immediate region because China is certainly buying a lot of uh, special relationships uh, ar around us. Australia can't do anything about it, yes, because we're, we're, we're too weak and uh, both uh, militarily and also in character and, and strength and we have uh, we have uh, CCP sympathisers in uh, the major political parties. Uh, there's certainly more in the, the Labour uh, Party. And uh, we had uh, earlier uh, this month uh, Bruce Haig write in the, the, the CCP Global Times uh, that uh, an Albanese government would be better for the People's Republic of China. And uh, so we had... Uh, had this week uh, conservative uh, lobby group uh, uh, Advance Australia uh, driving around Melbourne, uh, vote Labor, CCP says uh, vote Labor. It's a, it's a very, very, very clever, uh, cheeky uh, uh, van to, to drive around because uh, like obviously uh, some a, there'll be some people who might actually think that it's a, a Labour one there because it reminds me of 2007 when actually Labour drove around a truck which had John Howard saying Australian working families have never been better off and there was cost of living pressures then and people thought it was Howard bragging about, you know, look how good I am, vote for me. And what is that? Uh, uh, Neil Mitchell... Uh, uh, when he was speaking about it, said, I don't believe the Chinese com communists would be out telling people to vote Labour. They're more subsoiled than that. Well, it was in the, the, the Global Times. Uh, going, going, going down here, the, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there was uh, on the 3AW Facebook post that called Advance Australia's billboard a dirty trick. The most liked comment was from Chris, who wrote, is anyone really surprised? It's not a joke, but rather Victorian reality. Belt and Road deal has not been forgotten by China. They want it back. And, uh, of course, uh, with, of course, Scott Morrison is uh, really uh, terrible, but Elbow is super terrible. And, uh, of course, uh Penny Wong uh, would be uh, the, the the foreign minister. She has CCP uh, sympathies, and so does uh, Christina Keneally. Well, in her uh, campaign for Fowler, she keeps stumbling into uh, CCP. Uh, aligned community groups. Uh, Christina Keneally, to use another pun, she's certainly aiming to put the foul uh, back in Fowler. Uh, now, because uh, this is the final sitting week uh, before uh, the, the, the uh, before the federal election will be called, uh, Lydia Thorpe had another uh, meltdown uh, in the Senate uh, with a question to uh, the uh, res resources min uh, well, I the minister representing the resources minister in the Senate, uh, Bridget McKenzie. This government is paying to destroy Gunai Sea country, my country, in Gippsland with the Golden Beach fracking project. Where did you get your consent from to frack my country? Minister. Uh, thank you very, very much, Mr President. Well, 
We are very lucky in this country that both state and federal governments over a long period of time have taken very seriously uh, the need to have the right regulatory framework around uh, the development of particularly uh, gas-fired projects. Order, Minister. On a point of order, Senator Thorpe. Simple question, President. Who gave you consent to frack, Senator Thorpe. stop, gun eye country Senator as a gun eye woman? Who gave you consent? Senator Thorpe. Senator Thorpe, the minister was being directly relevant to the question. Minister, you have 45 seconds. So, at a both uh, a state and federal level, there are quite uh, strict regulatory controls on both uh, on a whole range of approvals that must be sought in terms of building these Order. type of projects. But minister, I absolutely minister, minister, Senator Thorpe, on a point of order. I'm a traditional owner of Gunai Country. My mother Senator is on Thorpe. the Elders' Council. Where did you get your consent? Senator Thorpe, that is not a point of order. Minister, you have 33 seconds. And Lydia Thorpe actually posted this on her, her social. She was uh, proud of this uh, meltdown uh, of hers. And, uh, uh, well, she can uh, frack off at the, the next election, Lydia Thorpe. She's up for re-election as the uh, uh, the Greens' uh, lead Senate candidate in Victoria. Uh, I'll certainly uh, be putting her as low on uh, my voting, uh, uh, Senate voting uh, paper as uh, possible. Uh, she must still be uh, quite, uh, uh, qu uh, quite uh, sh shaken up uh, from her, what is it? Uh, well, uh, she, uh, her, her, she claimed that she was uh, ra racially profiled at the Canberra airport uh, by some uh, 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 luggage scales at the uh, Virgin Australia terminal because uh, her carry-on luggage weighed more than what was allowed and she was told that uh, uh, she'd have to take something out uh, otherwise she couldn't take it on and uh, uh, apparently uh, security was called next. Lydia Thorpe believes that she was uh, ra yeah, racially uh, profiled and uh, I didn't know that uh, airport scales uh, could be could be racist. Uh, maybe we need the, the, the Australian Federal Police to investigate the, the racist scales at the, the Canberra airport and uh, she is, uh, uh, Lydia Thorpe, uh, still uh, concerned about the threat of far-right extremism because of that uh, video by the warriors of the convict re resistance uh, uh, when they burnt the, the Aboriginal flag because it had a sign in the background which said Lydia Thorpe uh, uh, Abo Hoare. She criticised the, the AFP for failing to act fast enough telling NITV in February she feared for her personal safety and that of her, her daughter. Uh, does she fear for airport uh, scales as well? Does she, does, she, well? does she fear for scales in general? And uh, this, is in, this is part of a piece uh, for the ABC that the AFP has created a new uh, task force ahead of the federal election to protect politicians' uh, candidates. Uh, so it mentions uh, here that... Uh, uh, Andrew Lee, who's uh, the member for Canberra, uh, the ACT Magistrate Court granted me a personal protection order this week. I won't be divulging details, but people should be aware of the way that the environment is changing for MPs. Never imagined this is 
this when I got into politics in 2010 and also mentions that two people were charged earlier in March over alleged threats they made online against uh, Christina Keneally. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, it was uh, announced by uh, Karen Andrews uh, earlier uh, this month that there was going to be a, 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 new, a new fund to, to look into uh, threats against uh, uh, politicians and uh, Christina Keneally is also, she's on the, uh, the, the joint, uh, parliamentary, uh, committee on, in, on in security and intelligence, which, uh, had the, the hearings in April last year, uh, for, uh, as part of their public hearings into their, uh, inquiry into extremist movements and radicalism in Australia. Now, despite the fact that it was supposed to report to the Minister for Home Affairs in April, 2021, it's been a year. There's been no uh, report by the committee. I don't know if it's going to be dumped maybe late on, on Friday night, but um, I'd be interested to see, uh, see if this is going to be published before the election, what it recommends. I thought maybe it was going to be published this week to uh, coincide uh, with the uh, release of the the uh, Nick McKenzie uh, stand documentary revealed uh, neo-nazis uh, uh, amongst us uh, uh, because it's I cover I did my review of that on on Monday's program uh, you'll be uh, pleased uh, that uh, to hear that I've cancelled my stand subscription now because I can live without uh, the, uh, the the nanny and uh, will and grace. Uh, in other news uh, on the, the pandemic front, uh, it was interesting uh, that uh, uh, just because uh, we still have uh, masks in various places. In the Senate, uh, masks weren't required by senators, but in the House of Reps, they were required. So in Josh Frydenberg's budget and budget uh, reply, uh, it, it, all the uh, backbenchers had masks on as well. So it's really weird. It's apparently the, the House of Reps, is it more, is COVID more dangerous in the House of Representatives than uh, the Senate? Uh, the House of Reps should probably be called the, the House of Mask Perverts, probably. Um, uh, there, there's, uh, I saw that Tanya Plibersvik and uh, uh, Terry Butler had the full N95s on, which are called the Birdbeak uh, ma masks. Uh, so in South Australia, uh, so uh, good things, uh, uh, good COVID rollbacks continue even under the, the new Labor Premier, Peter Melanarka. So uh, Police Commissioner Grant Stevens said uh, that uh, uh, teachers and passenger transport workers in South Australia can return to the job uh, if they're not uh, jabbed, uh, but will be forced to wear masks and undertake daily testing. So still... Uh, this uh, uh, this sort of uh, nudge uh, uh, nudge public uh, health policy that well if you don't get vaccinated you've still got to uh, wear a, a muzzle and uh, poke your nose and and deep throat yourself and also uh, bizarrely this week uh, we had uh, that uh, health authorities in Australia adding children aged zero to four to the uh, the nation's vaccine injury compensation claim scheme. Uh, and 
they're not eligible for uh, vaccination, uh, but uh, Pfizer, of course, is working on a, a vaccine uh, for uh, zero to, to four-year-olds. Uh, they already have got theirs approved for five to 11-year-olds here uh, in Australia, which is uh, being uh, uh, rolled out. Uh, so uh, Mr. Hunt uh, uh, elucidated his belief that vaccination against COVID-19 remains the most effective way to prevent severe disease and hospitalizations and deaths. More than 56 million COVID vaccines have been administered around Australia. More than 95% of the population of age, age over 16 have, a, have had at least uh, one dose. The government is investing more than a billion over two years to ensure continued access to safe and effective vaccines for all eligible people. Because we've had the uh, ATAGI vaccine advisory group uh, urge people to urge uh, older Australians to get their winter dose, well, their fourth dose or second uh, booster. Uh, so that's it uh, for this special Tim's News Explosion. Now, there won't be a uh, Tim's News Explosion next Monday because I've got a Wilmsfront uh, double interview uh, week. On Monday, I've got John uh, Steinoff of the Human Rights Law Alliance. He's the principal lawyer there. It's a, a, a Christian-based uh, uh, legal defence organisation affiliated with the Australian Christian Lobby, so I'm going to ask him about uh, the uh, various uh, freedom of religion, conscience uh, cases they've been fighting and what uh, is on their mind in the, the upcoming federal election. Then on Thursday, I've got Anthony uh, Lev uh, of the Austra uh, uh, Australian Freedom Rally and uh, Melbourne Freedom Rally to speak about also uh, what, uh, what activism the... Uh, Australian Freedom Movement is planning for the uh, federal election. I'm having a red wine uh, booster now. Well, what is that? Uh, yeah, um, there's obviously uh, there's your two standard shots uh, per day, but uh, a lot of people maybe have a, a booster shot of, uh, well, standard drink of alcohol uh, as well. Uh, but yes, and uh, also uh, coming up after that, I'll be also speaking uh, with Augusto uh, Zimmerman uh, because he, like Conchetta Veravanti Wells, uh, doesn't believe Scott Morrison is a proper conservative and has published a book called Deconstructing SCOMA. And I'm also planning to speak with uh, Damien Richardson of Cafe Lockdown, who's running as an independent candidate for the uh, Senate. Uh, published his interview with uh, Richard Wollstonecroft on the, the Unshackled YouTube channel. There'll be more reports uh, from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft published shortly. Uh, solo reports, that was a special extended uh, interview report that Richard did with, with Damien because they sort of go uh, way back, those two, in the, the film and television industry. And uh, tomorrow, Trad Tasman talk again with uh, uh, Stephen Berry at the later time of 7 p.m. Melbourne time, 9 p.m. Auckland time. And also, don't forget this weekend, uh, if you're in uh, New South Wales, Victoria, ACT, and Tasmania and South Australia, to push your clocks now back uh, because daylight savings end. 420 boosters is more safe and effective. Uh, Mel, uh, you're uh, in Queensland, will be in the same uh, time zone. Uh, speaking of, 
up there in Queensland, uh, just released uh, from uh, Queensland, uh, uh, Queensland prison today is uh, Philip Simpson, known as uh, Filthy, who was again uh, imprisoned uh, for his uh, colourful uh, political language, uh, but he's uh, back out uh, now, which is good. He was previously a guest on on Wilms front. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, uh, how his time, well, it's his second stint uh, in, uh, in prison. Uh, another political prisoner who is still behind bars is uh, Theresa Van Lyshot over that alleged uh, uh, AFP, uh, what is that, impersonation plot. Uh, apparently she was part of this, uh, they were importing fake AFP badges and we're going to uh, arrest the the politicians so she's still behind bars in in south australia uh, we haven't heard anything from her uh take care everyone uh have a good night i uh, hope uh you don't get too fooled uh tomorrow for, for april fool's day but uh it seems like the you just hope the last two years <laughs> was um was just a a, a two year long april fool's day joke because the yeah the world is just uh, so full of farce at the moment uh, good night everybody tim's news explosion 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 tim's news explosion, tim's news explosion.